Good morning. We welcome you into this Advent journey as we prepare for the coming of the Christ child. I'm Connie. And I'm Danny. And this is the season of hope and light. We invite you to join us. Come on in. First lesson today is taken from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 11 and 16. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it. For the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from you before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore, as they did at the beginning, and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. Your house in your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson is Luke's account of what we call the Annunciation. That is, Gabriel announcing to Mary, something amazing is getting ready to happen. Listen again with fresh ears. We are in the first chapter of Luke, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you may have noticed a new kind of cultural thing in the, I guess, I'll say past decade, and that is the gender reveal. Now, when my girls uh, were coming along, yes, it was fun to tell your family how or that we as a, a couple were pregnant. Uh, for, for hours, one of the ways we did that, we came back after vacation, had dinner with my parents, and we were showing them pictures. Back then, pictures were pictures, and not just on the phone, but you could flip through them and touch them. And in the middle of that, we put a picture of the sonogram, the baby. So they're looking through, and they're, what is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's now phase one. Phase two is now the big gender reveal. And so after you know you're pregnant, somewhere down the line, if you choose to find out, now it's about conveying that may a boy, girl, to those, your, your family or friends, to one another, however you want to do that. Now all you have to do is go to YouTube and you can see a variety of these. Some of these are getting big and out of control and ridiculous, but some are just fun. And so the ones that I saw were mostly pretty easygoing. Some, they baked a cake, and in the middle of the cake, it was either pink or blue, so when they cut it, they could take it, oh, look, at the big One, I saw they made a little cake for their dogs, and the dogs came and ate the cake, and in the middle was pink or blue. Saw a lot of balloons, they were black balloons, and you poke it, and either uh, out comes pink or blue confetti, a lot of those poppers, um, where they shoot out confetti, either pink or blue, to designate the proper I saw one where they had eggs, and they were kind of like Easter eggs. They were all either pink or blue, except apparently they were all hard-boiled eggs except for one. And what do you do? Yes, you smash it on your head until you get the one that is raw, and that's how you know the color. The one I saw, I saw several of these, but a family was sitting around, all of them going around like Russian roulette with their eggs until one gets a splat. That's the color. Yay! One I saw of a firefighter and his wife. They were in kind of an open space, and the fire truck was over here. You see him from the back looking forward, and all of a sudden, the ladder is extended from the top. There's a hose, and blue water shoots out of the fire engine to let folks know. Very exciting, a new kind of reveal. And it's kind of what Gabriel does with Mary, except it's even bigger than that, because she doesn't even know the first part yet. 
So in Luke's account, again, that's different than Matthew. We only have two gospel accounts of Jesus being born, one in Matthew, one of, in Luke. And today we are not even to the birth, but the announcement, the annunciation. Uh, I know when I spent several summers in uh, New Orleans, there's an Annunciation Street, a very heavy Roman Catholic presence there. And that's what this is, that is in reference to the Annunciation. It's got the word announce in it. It's an announcement, simple as that. And we have the angel Gabriel. What do we know about Gabriel? Well, there are only two angels mentioned by name in the Bible. Gabriel and Michael, right. And Michael is designated as an archangel. Gabriel is not. Archangel, a, a title for kind of chief of angels or messengers. Michael is more associated with end times and leading troops and battalions of angels to fight this end times battle that Revelation and Jude both tell us are coming. Gabriel only speaks to three people in the Bible. Two of them are right here in this section of Luke. Both Michael and Gabriel appear in Daniel, the book of Daniel. Remember, he was a prophet and he had some end time visions. So in, in Daniel 8 and 9, chapters 8 and 9, God is giving Daniel some of these visions and he's got uh, rams and goats and horns and all these crazy stuff happens and he's having trouble understanding that. So God sends Gabriel to him to help him understand the vision that God had just given him. That's one. Then the other two are right here in the beginning of Luke. Gabriel, before Mary, appears to who? Did I hear? Okay. Zechariah. Right. But they, the Elizabeth story, that's right. Elizabeth and Zechariah, remember Zechariah was the priest. They will be John the Baptist's parents. They are old like Abraham and Sarah and lamenting they never had a child. Elizabeth considered barren in her old age. Zechariah goes into the temple. He was chosen for the once a year opportunity. He was a priest to go into the Holy of Holies, him by himself to offer incense to God. And that's where Gabriel comes to him and says, not unlike Abraham and Sarah, guess what? Y'all are going to have a baby boy. And Zechariah doubts it just as Sarah did. And because Zechariah doubted, he is then mute until John is born, John the Baptist. But still highly favored, still a miraculous and improbable birth. So Gabriel comes to Zechariah there and now to Mary. Imagine, imagine a holy being coming to you. We think Mary was somewhere between 12 and 15, not uncommon in that day to be engaged or even with child. But this borders on crazy, doesn't it? Guess what, Mary? It's me. It's an angel. And angels always elicit a similar response, which is fear. They always have to say, one of the first things they say is, fear not, everything's okay. I know, it's strange, it's weird, I'm different, this is different. But it's from God. 
Just hang on and relax. You'll be okay. I'm not here to harm you. And so he tells her. Goes through this dense litany of what is about to happen to her. You will have the son of the God most high. She lists out a little bit of what Jesus will do. So the partial answer to the song, Mary, did you know? Is yes, she knew some, but she didn't know all. She didn't know that he would one day walk on water or do other things. So Gabriel doesn't fill her in on the specifics, but the bigger picture. And after hearing this, again, dense and thick with what, 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 what? She says, how can this be? For I am only still a virgin. And we think that means more than just young maiden in this case, in Luke's gospel. Means that she has not known a man up to this point. And afterwards, they get through all of that. Oh, and by the way, how's that, how's that process going to work? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. Anyone? Anyone? That sounds scary to me, doesn't it? A little bit frightening. How does that, what's that going to look? What's that going to, what's, what, how? But at the end, Mary says, here I am. I will do as you request. I will do as you ask. I will do God's will. I am here. As Vicki said, the way of saying yes and not no to God. Quite the scary enterprise for a young lady. Because then what's next for her? Does she see Joseph first? Does she see her family first? Does she see her friends first? Who does she see that she says, guess what? I'm pregnant. Woo! What? Says Joseph, what, what do you mean? How, how can that be? And the shame that comes with that. And in that time and place, engagement or betrothal was considered a part of the legal contract of marriage. Sometimes we see being engaged in our culture as kind of a trial period. We'll see if it works out. Maybe we get there, maybe we don't. It's the next level of commitment, but it's not yet married. When you are engaged in that time and culture, you are married or seen as such. The dowry would have already been given. And so much so that if Joseph were to have died in that year of engagement, Mary would be considered his widow. It wasn't a trial. It was a part of what was already happening. And so that's a pretty big deal. They would not be together until the marriage, which again, Joseph would look at. And, and in Luke's gospel, Angel doesn't appear to Joseph. In Matthew's gospel, yes, but not in Luke's. So he's not told. And he can only assume that she has been with someone else and decides to try to keep it quiet and get a divorce. And, and again, in Matthew's gospel, an angel comes and says, no, no, Joseph, she's right. Her parents, 
Dad, guess what? I'm pregnant. What? I'm going to get that Joseph. It's not Joseph. What? It's the Holy Spirit, Dad. Hard, hard to understand and believe. And as that news rippled out in her community, would have been scandalous. And so right afterwards, she goes and spends some time with Elizabeth, who six months prior was told through Zechariah, again, through Gabriel, that she too would have a miraculous birth. And it's nice in a way that Elizabeth and Mary didn't have to go through their miraculous experiences alone. They had each other. Miraculous. Well, how do you explain that, preacher? Well, because it's the, the... I can't. This is a God moment. This was a God thing. And to try to explain it in human terms takes away from the mystery that God intended. It is a season of miracles. Should we see? Should we understand? And none bigger than what we are getting ready to celebrate as we have been inching ever closer to Bethlehem and this birth. It is miraculous. There's a story told about a a family in Roanoke, Texas that is hosting a rabbi from Russia during Christmas. And so they pick him up at the airport and they figure they would take him to some place he may or may not have access to and take him to get some good American Chinese food. So while they're there, he's relaying to them how things seem so bright and cheery when in his home and even synagogue things are bleak and desperate. So at the end of the meal, the waiter brings several just keepsake little ornaments that they did as a part of recognizing the Christmas season. And they look at it and they all chuckle a little bit. They see made in India stamped on the back. And they said, what are you, what are you laughing at? And, and the rabbi says, this is an amazing country. We have just received from a Buddhist to a Jew a Christmas ornament made by a Hindu. That is miraculous and was to him, this is a season of miracles. Mary, confused, young, not quite understanding what the future will bring, although Gabriel told her some? How do we not close the door of no and keep that open to yes? That is our challenge. And the first thing is she, she asked, how can this be? I hope we continue to see that as the importance of learning of exploring, of asking questions, of bringing doubts to the table, of learning together. We need to continue to ask, how can these be true? How can this be real? And for Mary, Gabriel's presence was enough. 
Sometimes I think it would be wondrous to be visited by an angel. Scary. But then we'd know for sure, right, friends? We couldn't say, well, an angel appeared to me, but it was, you know, had Mexican food the night before. I'm not sure what was going on that night. Maybe it was a bad dream. We seek that. But God speaks to us through the revelation of this time and place, which is the Bible, which is the creation. It is one another. It is worship. It is service. It is learning. It is this journey for which God continues to reveal God's self to us in a variety of ways. And often we fail to see or are not open to believing the miraculous. But Mary afterwards says, okay, I don't know where we're going, but I'm in. Frederick Beekner said that the birth of Christ makes possible a new way to understand life and a new way to live it. A new way to understand life and a new way to live it. Understanding that is in our head, a new way to live it, that is in our practice in our day-to-day routine. Mary has already been transformed by what the angel told her as Christ is now just starting to form. She is already different than she has ever been and she knows she's on a journey of transformation. Our call today, as we look at love in this fourth week of Advent, is to look and to say, here I am, God, to open ourselves to the yes that God presents before us, to train ourselves to start to look at the miraculous and understand that mystery is okay because we can't prove it under a microscope does not mean that it isn't real. So friends, it is all about love today. God's love that starts to be formed in this scared girl. God used her. God is using each of you. Yes, I will say it. We are all pregnant today with the God that dwells inside of each of us. And it is our job to then go and share with the world as Mary did the gifts that she had been given, the transformation that happened to her. This world needs to hear it, especially this time and in this place. So friends, be of good cheer. You are being called just as Mary was. So let us go into the world and prepare ourselves in it for what we will experience on Thursday, the greatest gift ever given that changed the world forever. Hallelujah. Amen.